0: You're listening to The Smartest Guys in Marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to a very, very special day. It's a very special day because Chris is having his fifth child. We just announced it. Was this sixth or fifth? Uh, it's actually my eighth. Eighth child. Uh, the first three were with the different... <laughs> no, no,
2: no. No, oh, God. that's...
1: total uh, fabrication. Guys, we're super pumped. We're doing a live uh, podcast with a client panel. And we have two of uh, some very fabulous business owners on with us today. Obviously, this is Chris Evans... Taylor Welch, traffic and funnels. There's a, that's on that, and, bro. Uh, we have uh, we have Tori Dubb. Tori is spelled with a Y, and Duble. I messed it up at an event, and I spelled her name T O R I, and she was, I think she was hurt. I think it was an emotional, it was an emotional day for her. But I'm good now, and we have Kevin as well. Kevin Kwan from old Canada up north. He uh, rode his horse into the office today, and it's a moose. His moose in there, and we are stoked. Here's what we're gonna do: uh, we're actually gonna just have them share a little bit about their story. This is something people ask us all the time. Like, I don't know how many, if you run a business, how many times people ask you this, but can I talk to clients? Can I talk to a current client? Can I talk to a? This probably happens to you, Tori, and you, Kevin. It's like one of those things where it's like, you know what? Our clients are very busy, and they obviously work with us to become busy and wealthy and all these things. Uh, so no, we're not gonna give you our client list and have you ask some bunch of silly questions. But occasionally. We do gather a couple of clients so that you can ask them questions and chat with them and hear their stories. Somebody told us, Chris, you remember this like six or seven months ago. I feel like CK is like this mysterious dark room that people go into and then get rich and come out, and nobody has, we don't know what it is. It's a mystery. That's pretty accurate, actually. Um, But so we just want to unpack these guys' stories, what they're doing now. Uh, They're fantastic business owners. And if you have questions as we go along, then you can pop them in the chat box. And there's no question off limits. All right, you can ask them gnarly questions and we're not going to intervene. You'd be like, the Chris and Taylor, are they abusive? Do they like yell at people? Hey, we're not, we're going to let them answer honestly. And uh, if they say yes, we're screwed. We might not be able to keep the recording, but (laughs) you know, nothing's off limits. Uh, So with that said, we'll start with Tori. Tori's, where do you live, Tori? San Diego. San Diego, greatest city on earth, pretty much. And Tori is a uh, transformational coach of specializing in helping her women clients, right? right. Deal with all of the inner game of building wealth and getting to six figures. And so I thought we would start with you and uh, just kind of crack open your story, kind of what, what happened when you came into CK, kind of tell us all of the dirty details, and then we'll probably have questions for you as you go along.
3: Yeah, perfect. So uh, I had been running my business for four years and was honestly just squeaking by. And I actually had a call with CK last year in August. And just through the, the strategy session that we had, it was just really evident that I wasn't ready for this. Like I just personally wasn't ready and I, I wasn't ready to do the work. And so that was the greatest feedback that I could have had from that call because then I spent the next year knowing what I had to work on. And by the following August, like almost to the day, I had my next call knowing that I was going to sign up and, um, I just made the leap. And for me, it, yeah, it was about the money, but I think that the money was about the money that I wasn't making was reflective of the impact I was not having was reflective of me sitting in this bullshitty story of, I am actually showing up when I wasn't at all. So I have debt, I grew up poor. I've been working since I was 13 years old. I moved to New York City alone at 19 and have just been figuring it out myself. And at some point, I had to decide whether my pride of figuring out myself was more important or actually investing more money, adding on to my debt to get the help I need and actually do the big work. And like within two days, I think, of signing up for Client Kit, I just had such a big energy boost, intention boost. I felt held by you guys. I knew that if I fucked up, I could come and I could have guidance. And um, I sold a package for $10,000 two days later. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And since signing up, I mean, the business has just exploded. I, we've done $75,000 in sales since then, but like, that's not the part that I am really excited about. I'm excited that I built something from nothing. Mm. And now we're set. This year, we we have a team. We have these amazing clients, and we're on track to help five hundred thousand worth of people this year. Five hundred thousand dollars worth of people this year.
1: That's pretty amazing. Just gotta feel good. I like that you st- you talked about pride as it was something you had to choose to let go. Mm-hmm. This is interesting because sometimes we'll. I'm sure this happens to you too. Where. Well, you'll talk to somebody and it's like, well, how long have you been working to fix this? And you're like, they're like eight years, Mm -hmm. 11 years. It's like really, most of the times that's like usually an issue of someone having to choose to accept that I probably can't do this on my own. I'm not going to be able to figure it out. And that's an uncomfortable decision in the micro, but you obviously zoom out and get into where you are now. And it's the most empowering thing you can do, you know?
3: Yeah. I had to decide that I trusted myself to make the most of the investment. And I think that that's really what people are afraid of, that it will be another thing that they invested in that didn't work out. But especially with working with you guys now, like even the old investments that I made and I would like shit on and say like, how could I have done that? Or how could that have person uh, invited me into this program knowing I wasn't ready for what they were offering? I still can now see how much value there was in all of those experiences like I've yeah. signed up for things that were $5,000 that I didn't even show up once for. And now, and I would blame my situation on that. But now looking back, like, I'm so happy I I made decisions like that because now I don't make those decisions now.
1: That is such an empowering mindset. Yeah. It's such an empowering mindset because people, people, you see even, uh, we can't say his name, but it rhymes with painter. We'll say, <laughs> that again. And he'll be like, I wasted 50 grand before CK. And it's like, you didn't, you didn't. Mm-hmm. You, you, you paid a tuition of 50 grand. I think people are so stuck on like, well, I invested in this thing and it didn't work out and it was a waste and I don't want to do that again. And we'll talk with Kevin about that in a second. But it's like, you actually have to see it as a tuition. It's the price that I paid to learn the things and get to where I am today. And it's just an empowering mindset when it's like everything that happens to me, good or bad, is actually something that can, I can use for me. Absolutely. And
3: And if you're not willing to see that, you're just capping your capacity for what's possible for you. So you can either be right or you can be happy.
2: Ooh. Yeah.
1: That is not a
3: me thing. That's from A Course in Miracles. But something I repeat to myself every day.
2: Oh, I know that's gonna be your quote. We're gonna put your name underneath that. (laughs) Hi, I'm Tori Dube. You can be right or you can be
1: happy. There is no in between. (laughs) Uh, just kidding. Somebody can I, can I ask
2: you a quick, a quick question? How long did you have your business before you got? Four years. Got CK? Three years?
3: Four, years? four. Four years. Yes. Or I'm closing out on four years now. So three what, and a half.
2: What was the journey in that timeframe? Like what are some of the struggles and issues that you, you walk through?
3: So, uh, I graduated my, my schooling, my coaching program with the expertise, but without any business knowledge. And uh, I see now that that's so common. We're so excited and we're enthusiastic, and that served me for a while, right? Like my first Facebook post was, "Hi, I just graduated from nutrition school. Does anybody need help?" And I got two clients from that. So, like that served me for a while. But then I just was stuck, <laughs> and I couldn't make more than like twenty or thirty thousand dollars a year. And I thought that that meant something about the quality of my work. So then I wasn't helping people, and it just is like a negative feedback loop. So. I mean, I think what has kept me afloat is I've always just not allowed the identity of my business to mean anything about me. Of course, there were blips of it, but I still would go, no, get your ass out there and go do it. So... When I signed up for CK, Ben and I, we had a conversation I said, you know, I know I can hang in like the white woman spiritual world, but I want to know if I can hang in the rest of the world. I want to know if I'm a real leader. I want to see how far I can push myself. And like, like I said, like the money stuff has been great, but it, for me, like the biggest transformation has been the emotional maturation that I had to move through to be a leader like this. And I'm so excited for all of the growth that I have to go through now to even be a leader in a bigger capacity moving forward as we continue to grow the business.
2: So you like, really, you're able to come in and really collapse your time. You know, you were three plus years, you know, kind of in the wilderness, if you will. What was it, if you could identify one thing from being in CK that allowed you to, you know, that pivot, that tweak to allow you to collapse your time to have the progress that you've had, what would you, if you could name that one thing, what would it be?
3: Yeah. For me, it was strategy. I know that everybody comes in, like we all have our own little puzzle that we're putting together. For me, I was missing the literal strategy pieces and I knew the power of my work, but I literally didn't understand how to reach people with it. So I could just quickly plug in the strategy that you were teaching me. And I already had the soul, the power. So it just like skyrocketed. I know other people come in and maybe they have the strategy, but they don't have the deep mindset work that you guys move through. Um, but for me it was, I needed some literal strategy.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. To piggyback on that, somebody asked, uh, what was it? How did it work from day one? Maybe you could just, I mean, take, takes people through just a quick overview of like day one through day 10 was probably a little bit of chaos, but like, what, what was your experience there? If you go back and remember that.
3: So I was personally internally having a heart attack. I like could not breathe for the first probably four weeks of the program. But on your end, immediately upon sign up, I had access to the portal. And you say right away, like you are going to drown if you're just here to ingest everything. So I I tried to heed that advice and just start from the beginning and chip through it. And right away, I was also met by an email from concierge, which right away, I just felt held. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. There's somebody who has eyes on me. There's somebody who's keeping tabs. Right that week, I had my first session where we started to actually break down what I was learning in the module. So yes, it felt like chaos, but it was guided chaos. I mean, I think everybody, mm-hmm. you need to feel that discomfort if anything is going to change. And so I just tried to ride, ride the wave of that excitement. But in terms tactically, like, You guide us. You're very clear on your directions the whole time about what we should be working on. If we need help, get on a call immediately.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Real quick, just to throw an audible in here, Kevin. I'm interested to hear your from day one story, and if it's if it's in alignment with what Tori's was, or if it was different, or were you having a heart attack? You know, like what was your recollection? Drop it.
0: Um, yeah, like just to echo what Tori said, I, I felt from day one that I was taken care of and like walking into a uh, client kit and getting invited into the group is like, it felt like walking into like the Coliseum when a big gladiator battle is going to happen and tons of people are yes. cheering. Cause like all you see are all these wins and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, sorry. I don't know if you're allowed to swear. Um, oh, please. Do more. but you're like, what the heck is going on? And you're you're just reading all these people's posts and like you know how did they you know close like a 10k deal or 30k deal and you can easily get lost in the trenches. But um, I had people guiding me. I got this email sent to me right away. Here's what you're, what's going to happen. We're going to set you up with these two sessions because that's what you need. And it was awesome.
1: Yeah, I love it. Hey, by the way, just to remind you, is Taylor Welch, Chris Evans. We are alive with clients today. If you're just hopping on welcome. And uh, we're just freestyling this. So we have a couple questions you guys have submitted. If you are on live with us and a question hits your mind, post it in the chat box. And uh, we'll ask these guys anything you want to know. Uh, so Chris, I want to transition for a second, talk about Kevin's journey. Yeah. And we'll kind of pop back and forth. And by the way, guys, anytime you want to interject, you just unmute yourself and jump on in here. All right. You don't have to wait your turn. No manners necessary today. Kevin is a copywriter and uh, me and Kevin connected because we sort of had, you know, similar stories in my journey, starting out, learning how to write copy, trying to get clients, struggling to get clients, doing a great job. This is something we see a lot with service providers. It's just an an excellent level. Tori mentioned this. You, You have an excellent expertise and no business knowledge. You don't really know how to build the business. That's the problem with most education these days. And so Kevin was in a place where he was terrific at what he did, wrote excellent copy, his campaigns were working. But he was just in a place where he'd invested in some things that didn't really work out. And um, Kevin, I'll let you get into this, but I had some pressure at home, his family. It was like terrified. I remember talking to you. I was like, "Get in here," and you're like, "I can't. I'm like I just can't. Like my wife won't let me do it." And it's like, man. Like if I could just get my hands on you, like we'll we'll blow you up. So, me tell your story real fast about the beginning days, first conversations coming in, what that looked like,
0: and just unpack it for us. Yeah, so I've been following uh, traffic and funnels for a while, like more than six months or so. So, you know, before that, I used to own uh, two gyms, built it from scratch. I invested a ton of money into my own education, development, my skill set. You know, because I thought it was all about providing people results and they're going to refer me clients. But that wasn't the case. Uh, The referral thing dried up and opening our second gym, uh, we opened in a retail spot, which was kind of eating up a lot of cash flow from our second gym or say our first gym. So (laughs) we're in quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of debt that I had to kind of pull ourselves out of. So what did I do? I took uh, more courses, but all those courses were like on you know, like what Taylor said, education, developing that skill set. But what I needed was like business knowledge. So, you know, fast forward to the conversation with um, with Taylor, <laughs> the reason why I couldn't jump in, even though I knew it was what I needed, was because of my wife, because I started this new business, because I sold out of those gyms. I started a new business in this copywriting gig, it's only been a year, just had a baby. Uh, she was, what is it, uh, eight months at the time, bought a new house, <laughs> and I'm asking for 10K or a lot of money <laughs> to get in on this program. And she was like, she just blew up on me, He yelled at me, and basically said that, uh, you know, you always are going to different courses and doing all this stuff and you have nothing to show for it. And obviously that hurt. So, you know, I go back, tail behind, tail in between my legs and be like, bro, I can't, you know, sign up because it's going to cause problems at home. (laughs) So I had a lot of objections because we also kind of had some debt from the old business uh, that was on my personal credit card. So that was where she was tied into and, you know, unpacking everything uh, from what my wife was angry at me for, for even bringing this up was that it was just the debt and you know, I knew, well, you know, you can't make money unless you invest in making, learning how to make more money. And that didn't help either because, you know, she's uh, she's a doctor. So she's very logical in her thinking. And that's when she went to calling this a scam. It's like, you know, you're going to pay some people to teach you how to make money online. So these people almost sound like scammers and MLM people. So, I was like, okay. So I left it, you know, talked to um, Taylor some more. And uh, it was just kind of this this fear that I had in just talking to my wife a little more and talking through it to make her comfortable. So, you know, eventually it worked out. I'm in. So, yeah, that's the story. (laughs) And um, did you make your investment back? Yeah. So in December when I started... I think the last week you kind of had a pep talk with me, a uh, short pep talk. And that's kind of what pushed me over the edge. Uh, I don't know in US dollars, but the highest I've ever made was about 11.5 uh, Canadian. And then in December, I just pulled up numbers in my QuickBooks and Canadian dollars made about 17.3.
1: And then this month, I'm like, bro, you could hit 20. Don't give up. Yeah. Because you, like, you hit like 11 on like the second week.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, it's nice to open up your bank account after the first week of uh, January and have 8K in your, or what was it? Yeah, it was around like 8K in your bank account. Yeah.
1: So Chris, I want to actually have you speak to this because being a family man and having a, a huge family to support, basically have a bunch of orphans at your house. <laughs> Not really. But before we get into that, just some advice for people watching this who have issues like this i think one of the things that you have to understand patience with the people in your life is is a big deal this is why you know when, when we do consults with our team which is why we we don't we're not doing fast action discounts Just saying this is why we're not like rushing things because at the end of the day like if if the people in your world if you're giving them whiplash it's really going to slow you down and so, Kevin, you didn't really, we, we kind of talked about this, and it was just one of those things where it's like, man, it's okay. Just keep keep going, like keep talking with her and kind of keep tracking. And it took you a little bit. I think it was about a month before you circled back and we were able to get you going. And um, a lot of people, what I, what I really admire about Kevin is a lot of people would have that conversation, tail between their legs, and then they would just be like, it's just not going to work. they just bury it and move on. And I think that that's such a mistake because he would have missed out on this opportunity to be here if it was just like, oh, my wife doesn't want me to do it and then never revisited. But he was pretty pretty persistent. And so, Chris, in in terms of this, like, what advice would you give people who uh, maybe they got a family or maybe they've had some bad decisions in the
2: past and people are kind of holding them hostage because of that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we see this a lot, even with clients that come in where – you know, a spouse or a family member is just not supportive of what they're doing. And they think it's just because like they're just not supportive or they just hate them where a lot of times they have depleted what we call the trust account. You know, like they've done things and they just haven't shown up. They haven't actually walked the walk. You know, they've just sold the dream without actually producing. And so a lot of times the mistake that we see people make is they just talk too much instead of just doing Instead of going out getting your ass off the couch, getting your ass on the streets and producing cash. Like that's what it all comes down to. And I think why this is why our process is so successful is because that's what we focus on. Generating cash, generating cash, not just like selling a dream or talking about a dream, but your family members, your spouse, actually seeing you collect money, seeing the bank account go up, well, you're not talking about like They're just seeing it, right? It becomes very tangible at that point. And then simultaneously, you start to see their trust of you just go up. Like, that was me. Like, I walked through this. You know, I didn't understand how to just shut up and produce back in the day. And so my wife was just like, what? Like, what are you doing? And eventually, I did. Like, I just started producing. And then it got to a point where she, she trusts me now any decisions that I make. So you got to be one in a great environment. People who understand, they can see through your bull crap. They're going to hold your feet to the fire. They're going to push you to produce. And you actually just showing up and producing for your family and not just selling the dream because that's going to end bad for your relationship. Like if you want to take care of your family, produce. Don't talk about the dream. Actually make the dream happen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: 100%. Hundred percent. All right, let's get so let's do some questions. So if you guys have any questions, it can be about what we're talking about. It could be about nothing that we're talking about. If you want to ask uh, anything you want, post it in the chat box, and we'll start going through some questions. Both of you guys, Tori and Kevin. Question that is popping up a couple times is how much money do you have? You set aside for ad spend to get results.
3: You know, I haven't even run an ad yet. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: There we go. Yeah, so but, hey, but
3: that's what, you asked how much money do I have set aside? I have 5K set aside to run ads this month.
1: Oh, there I we just, go.
3: I just haven't run an ad yet. So here's also a, a testament to, ha- like, I have only touched this much of what you guys are going to teach me to do.
2: Yeah, so this is like a, a difference, like as the ad guy, you know, I'm always mad if if nobody's running ads. Not really. But it just goes to show, like, there's a lot of low-hanging fruit that... You know, you just don't see yourself and like how to actually extract that. That's our, as much as I love paid advertising, and I think everybody should do it. There's priorities and there's sequence. That's really important. So I would much rather you follow the right sequence and process to extracting money and building up that bank account so that you're in a way better position to actually run ads. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was good, bro. That was profound. I'm here all day.
1: Dude, that was like sustenance for my hungry soul. It's very good. Yeah, Kevin, you're not spending any money in ads right now either, right? Nope.
0: No. No. I'm actually uh, working up building the, the wife credit by paying my debts down. So I'm about <laughs> hey. $1,200 away from fully paying off my uh, $8,000 credit card that she was harking on me for. So yes. I'm going to show her the zero. <laughs> yeah, create that new pattern, bro. That's mm-hmm. so all about
1: Um, what, this is another one from the same person. What can someone expect as the main outcome by going through CK? It's probably be really hard because it's going to be different for both of you probably. But what would you say?
3: I would say foremost, just taking yourself and your business and your mission seriously. Cause then it's like, if that domino is misaligned, the rest of the stuff is not going to happen.
0: Yeah, I'd say the same thing about um, just alignment with yourself and, and learning how to regulate yourself and the inputs that produce results and you know, stop focusing on uh, the end game so much, right? So that's the biggest takeaway I had. It's amazing how many people say that they run a business
1: and they are, they are not willing to put any skin in the game to hire a coach or mentor or whatever. No, you run a, you run a hobby on the side that you really don't care about. Welcome to the truth, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't like it, take your toys and leave and enjoy poverty. But it is unbelievable. What do you do? Oh, I run a business. Oh, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. You're not an entrepreneur. You're a, you're a toddler playing with toys until you can invest in help. And some of, I think this applies to people right now. If you've invested in a mentor in the past and you don't have a mentor now, same applies. Just saying. Me and Chris we invest some, we told you guys how much we spent with Jay at the elite event last week. And, uh, we are, we are unwilling to not take our business seriously by not having someone ahead of us to teach us. And so that is probably Chris, I've never thought of this, but an intangible outcome of like, when you do make an investment into getting into CK or lead or whatever, it's like you, your whole being aligns with like, this is a real business. I'm taking myself seriously as an asset. My business is an asset.
2: It's pretty cool. Yep. Anything else on that or you want me to keep going? That's great. We do have a, a question from Andrew in the chat. Hit it. How do you get over the, the uh, imposter feeling that you have when you're starting up? Is it a matter of just hoping, hopping in and doing for clients instead of trying to be perfect?
3: I have something to say about that. Go Hit for it. it. So I, I felt confident in my teachings but I wanted to get in the ring with people that I, like I've only worked with women coaches, women spiritual coaches up to here. So I knew you guys were going to completely challenge me, but I wanted to hone my skills in that way. So if you're f- afraid that you, you're, you haven't honed your skills, you got to do something that makes you uncomfortable because you're going to get really clear on the gaps that you need to fill. And the programming that you guys have as a part of building out your offer, it really clearly defines, it's about value. So, if you know what your avatar needs, you need to find a way to provide that value for them. So, it just really clears up any murkiness. Like, there's no guesswork now. I know exactly what my avatar needs. And it's me claiming that I'm going to help them means that I need to fill all of those gaps in their process. It's
1: a great answer. It's a very good answer. Moving on, or you got anything to add to that, Chris? Well
2: just principally I think a lot of people who have imposter syndrome syndrome, they just they just don't do anything. They don't take any action. And one way to get over that is just freaking get yourself on the court and play ball. Like you can think about it for years to come and just relish in how much you're an imposter. Or you can go out and just get elbowed around by, you know, competitors, the market, whatever, and then just earn your stripes by being on the battlefield. Yeah.